You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Ko unain to the world freestyle te rawaiata ko Jess B te kaiwaiata. You're listening to 95BFM on your Friday afternoon. It is quarter to one and it is time for the week that was on Friday Wire. Isn't it right, Ollie? It is. This is about the time of the week that we do it. Um, but we might as well start off uh, in lovely Aotearoa, and it's been a pretty big political headline uh, week. So on Tuesday, the country's two main political parties faced off in the first leaders' debate. The debate has been criticised for not once mentioning Māori issues or the Treaty of Waitangi. Now, have either of you... Did you, either of you watch the debate? Yeah, I, I did watch the debate, I think. The... I I would say it came out as a tie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Judith performed well, and I think Jacinda's held up to quite a high standard, and that wasn't quite being met, but it was still really good. Though I did read a very interesting article about how TVNZ presented the whole debate and mm. how it, a lot of people felt it favoured Judith. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I think the the format is largely unfavourable to politics in general. I think it's um, not actually particularly productive, personally. Um, and that I guess that's kind of what we saw afterwards, is there was just a lot of uh, name-calling uh, and things that were incredibly trivial to actual politics and to the election that were remembered from the debate, some of the remarks made by Judith Collins about the Prime Minister uh, and about her husband, which are just kind of not necessarily actually that relevant no. uh, as funny as they may be or as rude as they may be um, it, it kind of leaves a whole kind of host of things whereas perhaps the finance debate which also occurred this week uh, may be slightly more productive yeah that wasn't televised um, was it no sadly no. but yeah. I guess this is the thing is that yeah. when you have an audience and television audience you act very differently yeah uh, and the finance debate was uh, quite interesting because definitely Grant Robertson was calling out uh, national finance spokesperson Paul Goldsmith on making a couple of fiscal fumbles yes, throughout the week. Yes, that seems to have been uh, the main theme of the week financially. Uh, first of all, the $4 billion hole was identified uh, within national's kind of numbers. Uh, and then a series of other fumbles were made out throughout the week as well. They have. They seem to keep on ticking over. Moving away from politics, uh, the, tempor- the temporary fix for the damaged load-bearing strut on the Auckland Hub Bridge has been put in place, but a permanent replacement may be several weeks away. Now, Oscar, on your city councilling segment, I think you spoke yes. at length about that. So we if did. anyone's just tuning in, they should probably check out a Bcast to Indeed, to and that. find out everything about the Harbour Bridge and what it could look like in the future as well. Uh, but yeah, it did cause huge disruptions to traffic. Uh, and minimise the lanes uh, that were available to use on the Harbour Bridge, uh, causing lots of delays. And we did get a text in briefly earlier uh, saying that it is all still gridlocked uh, through Takapuna as well. So it's interesting to see. Uh, Moving on from the Harbour Bridge, water restrictions were lifted uh, on Thursday, uh, next Thursday that is. Yes, uh, Yes. so water restrictions for commercial use in Auckland will actually be lifted from October the 12th, despite the city uh, remaining in a drought. So our dam levels are at 67% down from their normal 90%, um, but now we're taking about 42% of our city's water is actually coming from the Waikato. Yes, so this means that uh, people like outdoor cleaning companies, car washes, uh, and other businesses that rely on water, uh, so a lot of gardening uh, companies as well, uh, will have access to that, which will hopefully restore uh, a bit of 
uh, business for some people. But for us non-commercial folks, yeah, still this take is, your showers. Yeah, showers this almost. is not an excuse to go and wash your car. This is no. not an excuse to Mine go. Mine is filthy as well. I think I think yeah. we've been struggling with uh, water blasting our driveway. Oh, it's yeah. a desperate thing. But I've yeah. I've got an invention idea in my mind of combining a vacuum cleaner and a water blaster together. Oh, there we so go. That, yeah. Okay. Moving <laughs> moving on to the international desk, uh, not taking a copyright from Thursday Wire, uh, but the week that was internationally, we start in Europe. Yes, Greece has announced it will build a permanent centre for refugees and migrants on the island of Lesbos after a fire destroyed the Moria camp. And in Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko has been sworn in for a sixth term as president of Belarus in a secretive and unannounced inauguration ceremony. Indeed, now this rebuilding of the Greek refugee camp on Lesbos, uh, is, that comes as the same one we discussed a couple of weeks ago that yep. displaced around... 12,000 yeah. uh, refugees. A lot of people that, for an island. Yeah. Yes, a very small island as well. And on the Belarus front, uh, opposition leaders and European politicians alike have called this a farce. Uh, with doubts still looming over the kind of legitimacy around the election. Uh, protests after the ceremony uh, were disbanded by the authorities using water cannons, yeah. which does not do much to aid the image no, of authoritarianism yeah. in uh, Belarus. Now moving to the Americas, a uh, big week in the US at least. Big, big week. Not a great week to be honest. A replacement for the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the Supreme Court is expected to be confirmed sometime before the US general election on November 3rd. And also, a state of emergent has been a state of emergency, sorry, has been declared in Louisville, Kentucky, amid protests after only one officer was charged following the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. Now, that officer wasn't actually charged for the death of Breonna Taylor, but actually um, for endangering the lives of the neighbours as well. So there's been no charges connected to the actual death of Breonna Taylor, which has led to these protests. And, yes, yeah. and rightfully so. The concerns around the appointment are for uh, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg grow as well in America, especially uh, in aiding decisions like this. Uh, the decision-making uh, will be in the hands of President Trump, uh, and he has already elected two members uh, yes. to this uh, court, uh, and electing a third could uh, swing the kind of balance and biases of that court quite drastically. And kind I was, of, I was going to say, isn't it six conservative? It would three. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's expected to make this announcement this weekend, yeah. and the um, potential front runner is. Amy Coney Barrett. Now, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett is quite conservative. She's anti-abortion, sorry, and this swaying of the 6-3 could reverse the Roe vs. Wade decision, which legalised abortion. So it is a big call because once you're sworn into the Supreme Court, you are there for life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge one. Moving on from America, we go to Asia, uh, where the UN General Assembly occurred well, we to had some the, extent. UN, UN General Assembly was in New York, but then we had everyone sort of joining Zoom. in via Zoom, but yeah. China made a big announcement. China has announced it is aiming to be carbon neutral by 2060. Uh, it's a quite a significant call considering that China is the biggest polluter of carbon dioxide and actually responsible for 28% of global emissions. It, it just feels like obviously like 2060, like congrats on like putting out that sort Thank of thing. Thank you for joining we, the party. Yeah, yeah but we, we all know that like by 2060, like that it feels too late. Yeah. Well, New Zealand's aiming to be carbon neutral by 2050. Is which I would want to say 2030 is, yeah. is really what we need. Yeah. Is what we need for most countries across the world, mm. especially those 
it's always going to take longer for China and the US, but I think everyone else can be pitching a little bit more just because you're only contributing 2%. 2% is still a lot of stuff. Especially uh, corporations. Now, moving on, uh, we look at the Himalayan border. Briefly, another announcement, well, not really announcement, but an agreement. Uh, China and India have agreed to stop deploying troops uh, at the contested Himalayan border, which is a... uh, welcome move i yeah, would suggest absolutely there's been some tensions rising around the himalayan border for quite some time so the announcement to no longer deploy more troops uh, is a good step in the right direction definitely uh, moving over to africa nearly 2,000 people are facing charges in ethiopia over protests following the killing of an anti-government pop star in june and in mali mali has announced a new interim president after the military orchestrated a coup last month Indeed, we touched on that briefly last week. So if you want a bit more information, you can check out last week's podcast of the week that was. Uh, We're going to move on for time reasons to Australia. Yes, and and quite sad news. Nearly 400 pilot whales have died after breaching off the coast of Tasmania. It is one of the largest ever recorded whale strandings in the world. So 380 have sadly passed away. 50 were saved and managed to get back out into the sea. um, And they're hoping to save another 30, but huge uh, amounts of whales uh, stranded there and some pretty horrific scenes as well from the helicopter if anyone's seen that Uh, and rounding off the week that was because we love to talk about climate crisis because we love to remind people that it's always a crisis it is it is exactly Uh, and a study has found that melting antarctic ice will cause sea levels to rise by two and a half meters even if paris climate goals are met indeed which is slightly concerning uh and yeah, the notes were saying that it's almost certain to be irreversible. Yep, so they haven't confirmed that it is irreversible, but it's very close. So even if temperatures drop two degrees, um, it will, yeah, it's... What a time to, to be living. Well, speaking about time, James, good segue. Um, findings indicate that the ice sheet will be decided in our lifetime, despite having existed in its current form for 34 million years. So That's, pat yourselves on the back. Yes, rather embarrassing uh, decline of... It really feels like we're the last generation, if not one of the last few, to be living on Earth. It, it's, it's what a time. So worrying. Yeah. Anyways, mm. that's um, the news. A positive world uh, again, uh, but there was some good news in there. There was some good um, news. That was a ninety-five BFM podcast. To hear more, head to ninety-five BFM dot com slash becasts.